بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده my brothers and sisters somebody asked me a question about the issue of mashwara shura majlis shura and i think it's a good uh, thing for us to remind ourselves about this as we know to make mashwara to consult and to do decision making by a process of consultation this is what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself ordered us in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered rasulullah sallam to make mashwara with his sahaba shura bainahu second dalil is this is what rasulullah sallam therefore did in all the major decisions throughout his seerah he did not take unilateral decisions even though he had a right to do that if he had wahi but he would always take the advice of the sahaba now what is the method how is it to be done and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught us this and what i'm going to tell you is from the sunnah first thing to understand especially in our modern day context is that there is no majority decision in islam please understand this to say that i am deciding this because the majority want this is not from islam first and foremost for ashura Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said appoint an amir he said the majlis which has no amir shaitan is the amir iblis is the amir so even if it is two people he said appoint one like if it is me and you well one of us is i say you are the amir alhamdulillah then i follow you even if, even two people so first and foremost for any decision making and shura we appoint an amir then the amir will take the opinion of the people who are in that shura now in that context two things to remember one the amir has the right and he has the discretion to ask everybody for an opinion or he need not ask everyone for the opinion he can ask some people this is up to the amir also if the matter is of a technical nature supposing it is a issue related to something to do with islam or if it is something to do with a financial matter for example or it is something to do for example a matter of construction any technical matter in that shura if there is a technical person then the amir will ask his opinion and he will give that opinion more value than the opinion of others naturally because this is a technical matter so if it is a matter of the deen and if we have a islamic scholar then he will ask for the scholar the scholar need not be the amir amir can be anybody but he will take the opinion of the scholar he say what does it say in the sharia if it is a matter for example building construction and there is an architect or there is a civil engineer he will ask him what do you think yes we also want your opinion and so on and so on but supposing the civil engineer says no this structure will not take this additional load on it then the question of everybody's opinion does not matter because the structural engineer is saying this structure does not have the strength so we cannot put another floor on this building right if it's a matter to do with finance for example or a legal matter and there is a attorney there there is a lawyer there then the amir will ask the attorney for his opinion and he will give that opinion 
more value than the opinion of others. Right. Now, what must you do? Supposing we are in the Majlis Shura and say my brother Ashfaq is the Amir. Now, I am in, I am a member in the Shura. Now, in the con, in the process of consulting, if the Amir Ashfaq asks for my opinion, if he asks me, Shakyabar, what must we do? Then what I should do is, I must give an opinion which is best for the Jama'ah. I must not give an opinion which is good for me. Right. I must give an opinion which is best for the Jama'ah. Even if it is inconvenient for me. Then I must make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I must say, Ya Allah, I gave my best opinion, but I do not know what is khair, I do not know what is shar, you know. So save me and save everyone from any shar, potential harm in my opinion because I do not know what it is and protect us from this. Right. Now, another option. My brother Ashwak is the Amir. He is not asking for my opinion. He is asking the opinion of Abu Sultan. He is asking the opinion of our brother Mahmoud. Whoever. He is asking us. He is not asking me. What should I do? Yeah, I should feel bad. Uh, what is this? This man is not asking. Is it? No. No. I must thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, the Amir did not ask for my opinion because maybe my opinion was not good, would not have been good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved me and saved everybody from a opinion which was incorrect. I must not feel bad. I must not feel, what is this? This man didn't ask me. No. I must actually thank Allah. Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept me safe from this. Now, final point. What if the Amir is not asking me, but I have some special knowledge. I have some special information. I have some special, you know, something I know, which others don't know. What must I do? Should I simply keep quiet and say, well, you know, you didn't ask me, what can I do? Then everything goes, it's a big problem. And at that time, he said, no, no, but you know, I knew this was, I knew this had to happen. So, then why didn't you say anything? No, you never asked me. No. No. If that is the case, which is that I have some, like Yusuf alayhi salam did, right? Yusuf alayhi salam said to the king, this is my specialty. I have this special knowledge of how to store grain in a way where it will not be spoiled. Now the king does not know that. How, how does the king, the king does not know what's in your heart. So if you are in a shura and you have some special knowledge, even if you are not asked, it is your responsibility to give that to offer and say to the Amir, I have, a, I have some special knowledge, can I say something? If the Amir says don't say anything, then it's okay. Then it's Amir's responsibility. But he will not say that. Why will he say that? Right? Because I have some special knowledge. Okay. What is the, this is what I want to tell you. This is the situation. And this is my knowledge, my information, which I have, which is special. Right? So, therefore, let us try to practice the, the issue of Shura. And as I said, technical knowledge takes superiority. If it's a matter of Deen, for example, the religious ruling must be supreme. We, have, we act according to the religious ruling. Not according to whatever people want. People, people may want many things. 
Supposing people say, you know what, we don't get, uh, we don't get time for, to come for Juma, Salatul Juma, it's uh, difficult for us. Why don't we pray Juma on Sunday? Yeah? Supposing. <laughs> there was a time in this country they were praying Juma on Sunday. I don't know if you know this, but many years ago, not now. They used to pray Juma on Sunday. Because nobody got leave. So supposing you got a whole bunch of people and they are majority. Say, no, will we pray Juma on Sunday? Khalas, no problem, majority. La hawla quota, no. There is a, there is a ruling. There is a Juma is on Juma. There's no Juma on Sunday. I'm giving you a funny example, but I'm just saying anything like this which has a religious ruling, that must be ruled according to the religious ruling, not according to whatever the majority. Majority can want anything. Because majority are not scholars. They don't know the deen. So the, with, with a good intention, they are saying something. But good intention alone is not sufficient for to be correct in Islam. Good intention is one thing. Intention should be good. But just because of good intention, supposing I say my intention is to feed the poor. Very nice. But in this country, the poor are people who eat pork. Right? And they, and they like a nice uh, glass of beer. So I'm going to give everybody now pork, and I, pork biryani and then I give them a, a glass of beer. Why? No, I'm doing good. Mashallah, I'm feeding people. No, brother. You cannot do that. Right? You, you are not allowed to deal in haram. Even if your intention is good, mashallah, you want to feed the poor. But you cannot give them something which is haram in our deen. You have to give them. Whether they eat on their own or not is not the point. The point is you can't give it to them. If they, if they go and eat, that's up to them. But we, what I have to give them has to be something which is Islamically valid and permissible. Right. So, please understand, let, let's uh, try to keep this in mind. And when we make sure, and remember, remember, make this into a habit even at home, with your children, with your family, anything. Small matter, even, okay, now, today, why don't we go out and, and eat somewhere? So, don't simply say, which restaurant? No, no, let's say, okay, let's make a shura. Okay, you are the Amir, not say, which, where do you want to go? This, this, this. So, get it into the system that they should make mashwara and with the shura they must do whatever they do. Final point, the, 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 one of the biggest examples from the sira as well as the sunnah we have is what happened after the Ghazwatul Badr, the Battle of Badr. There were 70 uh, prisoners and Rasulullah made shura. He asked the people, he said, what is your opinion? Should we, should these prisoners be executed or should we take ransom for them? Should we ransom them? So, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq said, let us ransom them, we need the money and let them, let them pay and take back their prisoners. Other people also said various things. Omar ibn al-Khattab he said no. He said no ransom, they should be executed because these people are the enemies of Allah and His Rasul and so they should be executed. Now, Rasulullah himself, he had a very soft heart. He took the opinion of Abu Bakr Siddiq and those people who wanted them to be ransomed and he said they will not be executed. Next morning, Sayyidina Umar came and he saw Rasulullah and Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq weeping. He said, Subhanallah, why are you weeping? Please tell me, I, want, I will weep with you. Why are you weeping? Rasulullah said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala liked your view and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like our view. He said, what Ya Rasulullah? He said, you said they should be executed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed Quran. Allah said, it is not for the Rasul that before the matter is settled that they should take ransom. There is Quran on this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah. And there was a tree there. A bolt of lightning struck the tree and burned the tree. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, this is because 
of the punishment which otherwise if you had not done shura this punishment would have come on the people but because of the baraka of shura even though the decision of the shura was something that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not like still allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved everybody from his anger and he revealed quran as far as what is to be done is concerned so shura is a very important matter which we should treat with importance and make this into a practice in our homes and our workplaces and of course obviously in the masjids and so on wa sallallahu ala nabiyil karim wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in bi rahmatika ar-rahman ar-rahim assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh